You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Sharing from a place in my testimony where I've gotten a lot of breakthrough. And I am believing that that's going to transfer over and there's gonna be power in it. So you can grab a hold of it, you know, and these different areas and you will see change come in your own personal lives because when you have order, you have freedom. And God loves order, he's a God of order. And within order, we are able to flourish. And it's one thing I love about our church that we are equally word and spirit. So we have the order of the word of the Lord, but then within that order, we get to operate in freedom. But if you don't have the order that comes from the word, then things are way out of whack and there's chaos. And so um, I want to shine a light, first kind of lay a foundation, um, because if you spend any time on social media or any time listening to the news, it is utter chaos, you guys. Like what in the world is happening to people? They're losing their minds. Like up is down, down is up. Everything is confusing. I mean, the Equality Act, don't get me started. Thank God we have Cherish Prayer and Emerge Prayer where we're tearing that thing down. No way, that's getting passed in Jesus' name. But when it comes to our society, I wanna start there, okay? And then we'll keep zooming in. When it comes to our society, uh, there is a lack of order. And um, I was thinking about how God actually has mandated us to establish order. And I keep hearing whispers among friends and Christians, and these whispers are things like, oh, we don't wanna touch that. Like, we're just gonna, you know, pull back from that. Like, we don't wanna get involved in politics. We don't wanna cause division. Like, we don't wanna cause disunity. So we're just gonna pull back and be peacekeepers. But the problem with that is that when the people that understand order, when the people that understand how to flourish pull out, then what happens? Chaos happens, you guys. And we're seeing that happen in our society. And God actually mandated us to do the exact opposite. He said the Great Commission, okay, the Great Commission, the last part ends up getting tuned out, which we're going to turn it back up because it says to make disciples of all nations, teaching them the way they should go, teaching them the difference between right and wrong. It is our responsibility as believers, not to get people saved, but to actually show them the way to live. And um, we need to shift in our mentality when it comes to our society, when it comes to our communities, they need us because without us, they are very confused and lost. Okay, so we need to understand our mandate that is given to us by God. And and since the election, there's a lot of talk and a lot of action surrounding progressive ideals. All right, so this idea of being progressive. But if the Christians pull back and things continue to progress, they actually will regress. Progressivism equals regressivism. Is that a word? (laughs) Um, because of this thing called entropy. I honestly wish my husband was here for this part because I'm about to sound really smart. (laughs) 
I'm about to sound way smarter than I actually am. And I'm going to give the Holy Spirit props because I was literally driving down the road and the word entropy just popped into my brain. And that is not me. Okay, I would never be thinking about entropy on my casual drive home. So I went home and I looked it up and it, uh, it's regarding the second law of thermodynamics, which states that as one goes forward in time, the net entropy, the degree of disorder will always increase. So basically entropy is a measure of disorder and how it affects our daily life, how it affects science, but it also affects society. So we can see entropy play out in society. And if we step back, entropy will take its rightful course of action because it's a law and chaos will happen. So as Christians, we need to understand that when we are not there, chaos happens. And when we step in, order occurs. That's why I love what Marco is doing, running for state assembly, bringing order back into how we run our communities. Yes, that's what I love about our church where we are not afraid to have the tough, awkward conversations so that we can experience peace and freedom through order. Does that make sense? There's actually a case study. Uh, there was a city in, um, it's called Kowloon, it's called the Walled City. And for a time, it was the most populated, most densely populated um, place on earth. And the government changed and the British government didn't know what to do with it. It's actually in Hong Kong. So it, was, it became this huge case study because nobody took responsibility for it and nobody enforced or brought order into the most densely populated part of earth. And guess what happened, you guys? It didn't flourish. Things didn't just naturally progress into this utopian, beautiful society of community. No, violence went up, drug use went up, lawlessness was so bad that they literally had to tear the entire thing down. They had to level it when the government finally stepped in and they put a park there. So, and then I was even thinking like, what happened to Chaz? You don't really hear about it in the news anymore, but the lawless thing doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work if you look at it from a scientific level, like the, the second law of thermodynamics. It doesn't work if you look in the word of God. It doesn't work. Progressivism does not work. It will only lead to chaos. We need order. That is how God functioned and created the laws of the earth, the laws of society, and he gave us the word of God not so that we can sit back and be like, oh, that sounds nice. No, to establish it. It is our job to establish order, okay? But how in the world are we gonna establish order if we don't ourselves have any order in our own life? So um, I wanna talk to you practically about the order in your own home, the order when it comes to your affairs, the order when it comes to your hygiene. <laughs> I know you guys are laughing at me, but I'm about to tell you funny stories. So in college, I grew up playing sports. I actually didn't wear makeup until I was like 20 years old and um, never did my hair really. And I, I used the excuse of, oh, well, I'm an athlete. Oh, I play sports. Like I don't, you know, I don't dress up, do any of that stuff. But honestly, it was an excuse because I was lazy. 
I was so lazy. And then I got to college and I stopped playing sports, but I kept eating like an athlete. And I went home from college and my parents literally sat me down like, Katie, we're concerned about your hygiene. Like, how often do you shower? <laughs> like, your hair is very greasy. I'm very concerned. Like, what are you doing? And honestly, it was a reflection of the fact that I had, I had stopped taking care of myself. I had stopped valuing how I put myself together and it was affecting my life, if I were to be very honest with you. My home was cluttered, fast forward a few years, you know, spontaneous Katie, but my home was so cluttered that I didn't like being there. And I worked from home, so I would go always and I would work at coffee shops because I actually couldn't handle the clutter in my house because I actually do want order and I need order to be able to be productive. But because it wasn't in my home, I would just always be leaving my house. I know, it's bad, I've come a long way, guys. I had some issues surrounding order because I bucked at it for so long and I had almost made word agreements that I'm not structured, like I, I like flying by the seat of my pants, I like being spontaneous, that's just who I am. But the lack of order was really affecting my mental health, it was affecting my relationships, I didn't wanna have people over. And so I wanna actually give you guys a little bit of a litmus test because we are going to raise the standard, all right, for what is acceptable. And it starts with you. And I'm willing to have this conversation with you. You guys all look amazing, by the way. But even for me, it's a good reminder. And I was even reminded of it this week because I looked around and I realized I still had not finished unpacking my suitcase from our vacation almost two weeks ago. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm preaching on this and I'm living it. So it's not like I got it all figured out, but what I did realize is one, it only took me 15 minutes to unpack my suitcase, you guys. And it was the most overwhelming thing in my brain. And then after I did, I'm like, that was so silly. I should have done that two weeks ago. And I was like climbing over it to try to get my clothes, you know, pick my clothes out and then just like piling things on. And it was just entropy, you guys. Like things don't just stay in order by themselves. Like you have to put things in order. And so I want you to be able to experience the freedom that comes from just taking some time to do a litmus test, okay? How much of your counter space can you see? All right? I know, this is very practical, but you're welcome because I do this for myself. And then once I I actually tackle the things that have chaos surrounding it, I'm able to think clear. I'm able to take a deep breath. I want people to come over. People can stop by even, and I don't have to worry about them judging that I'm a lazy slob because my house is clean. So these are some questions that I'm gonna ask you. And for some of you guys, maybe you're like Jim and Kelly, amazing. Their house is so beautiful. They're such great hosts. And so I ask, like, we get to glean wisdom from the people that have gone before us and have learned how to care for a home and have, you know, people over where you feel comfortable and hospitable. That's why I love connect groups because you get to learn and be in community and you get to see how it's done. Um, But here are some questions that I have for you, okay? So do you take pride in the cleanliness of your home or do you try to hide people from the fact that it's really messy? Because if you're trying to hide the clutter, 
Maybe you're good at hiding it for other people, but that is taking up real estate in your brain. I'm gonna get into that in a minute. But the more clutter you have in your physical world, the more clutter you're gonna have in your brain and in your heart, because the two go hand in hand. And my heart for you as a pastor is for you to have a sanctuary, a place where you can just take a deep breath, where your closet is organized, where you can take a shower and know that you have towels under your sink, where you can actually experience order in your routines and in your life so that you can do everything that God has put on in the inside of your heart to do. Because you have a purpose that God has given you that is so unique, it's individual, and the more that you take the time to get your affairs in order, the more opportunity that you will have to experience breakthrough and actually allow God to do a lot through you. Does that make sense? All right, so take care of your home. Every um, like three to six months, I sit down and I write out a list of all the places that have become cluttered. And I will just take one per day or one per weekend and I'll just go through my entire home, you know, get rid of the things that aren't serving me anymore, get rid of the toys that are just sitting in my kids' toy closet that they don't even know exist anymore. And I just take the time to declutter. And if you do that twice a year, three times a year, I promise you will feel so good about your life and you will be able to see you know, your home, you'll be able to not feel so overwhelmed. I know this seems like so practical, but I really feel like if we can take the time to look at these things, then you're gonna begin to have room in your brain to think about stuff that you have not been able to think about. So um, it's really powerful. All right, your car. I, this is like, oh gosh, I'm raising my hand with you. Like my car is struggle bus, you guys. I have two toddlers. It's like, I can trace the snacks from ev the past two weeks on my floor. It's like bad, I don't know. I'm raising little humans, but sometimes I'm concerned. I'm like, guys, do, does any of it make it into your mouth? Like, are you just like throwing everything on the floor? And then Everly, my daughter, she just turned three. She's like, yes. Like, you literally just throw whatever you don't want on the floor, yes. I'm like, oh my goodness gracious, don't do that. She's like, I don't want it anymore. So I throw it on the floor. I'm like, oh my gosh, pray for me. So I get it, you know, when you're raising little people, but even as you get older, but take the time, take the time, put it in your calendar, take the time to get your affairs in order. Taxes are coming up, you guys. All right, like we need to be responsible people that, that lead the way because the world is chaotic. You're constantly getting bombarded with things. And if you don't take the time, and we've had to learn so much of this, just trial and error. Like I know I've thrown my husband under the bus. When I met him, he had never filed his taxes ever. He was 22, you guys. He wasn't like 18. And so we've had to learn about how to use a budget, how to finance. And I don't want any of you guys to feel any shame, okay? There's no shame or condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, but there is a mandate and an opportunity for you guys within our church family. You have everything that you could possibly need when it comes to getting your affairs in order. So I just wanna encourage you, what are those things that are like, you know the saying monkeys on your back? Have you ever heard that? Like, oh, it's just like, I've, I don't know where that came from, honestly, but 
it's kind of weird, but it's just like you're, you're bogged down with things. Like what are those things? Write them down, make a plan, and you are going to feel so good. You're going to feel like you just can dream and think and take action and you can teach other people how to do it. And it's amazing, okay? So before I get into the spiritual stuff, I really care about your home life. It's important. And um, in, in Proverbs 31, it's the perfect example. You know, the woman gets all the credit in Proverbs 31, like the Proverbs 31 woman. But the husband had so much to do with having a home of order for her to flourish within. And so husbands and men, look at how you can bring order into your home and it will, it will broaden the capacity for your wife to flourish and take care of that, her part of it. But it's a partnership. The Proverbs 31 man, the Proverbs 31 woman. And you don't have to be married to glean this wisdom. She got up early. You know, she wasn't lazy. She wasn't sleeping in. Like, I don't know what her husband was doing, but he was successful too. And doing amazing things in the community. They were honored. So this is, God has given us amazing examples that we can glean wisdom from so that we can live a life of order, which will actually pull us into a place of honor and blessing. Uh, Dr. Matt actually told this to me in the office a few weeks back, and I wrote it down. And I'm going to share it with you guys because it's really true and really good. So shout out, Dr. Matt. The world expects excellence but God deserves it and he blesses and he honors it. The world expects excellence, but God deserves it and he blesses and honors it. So your friends that are not saved, they're looking at your life and they're thinking, do I want that life or do I not want that life? And a part of being the light in the darkness is actually taking the time and it doesn't seem spiritual, but it is. Taking the time, you know, to just, be presentable and to have excellence in your home, have excellence in how you carry yourself, how you take care of your body. Do you exercise? Are you eating healthy foods? All of these little things actually have a huge uh, role to play in the life that you get to live. And I want that for you. And we've been on that journey and are continuing to be on that journey. And it's incredible. But don't be troubled when entropy shows up. Don't be troubled or think that you're failing when there's cluttered countertops again. It happens. It's going to always happen because things move towards chaos. But we can actually take charge and, and bring order into the places that God has given us to have dominion in. Amen? Are you guys getting something out of this? So good? Okay. <clears throat> so moving into the last area, and this is where I want to spend the most amount of time on. Uh, it's our emotional, spiritual, and mental order. And uh, at Cherish Prayer, I actually had a vision that I want to share with you guys. Um, and God ended up doing a lot within this vision. I've shared it with a few people um, of this house. And in the house, it was each one of you guys. So you each had your own house. But um, some house, every house was the same size. It was a beautiful home on the outside. Beautifully manicured, incredible. Like you couldn't wait to step inside. But some of the houses, when you stepped inside, it was like a little pathway through the house where you couldn't even get into the rooms. 
And I don't know if you've ever seen that show Hoarders, but it was kind of like that. There was just clutter, like filling the rooms to where there was only minimal space in this beautiful, huge square footage of a home that you had to walk around and operate within. And I actually felt the Holy Spirit say that He has given you a huge capacity. He has given you a huge portion. But because of the things that you have walked through, because of things that you've picked up along the way, the clutter that's gone into your mind, the undealt hurts, the undealt traumas, the undealt areas of your life, it's begin to fill up these rooms that were not meant to be filled up by disappointments or fear or past things that you really should have thrown out or given away. And God is telling you today, tonight, that He wants to go in with a big black trash bag and clean up all of that clutter so that you can enjoy a beautiful mansion for you to experience God, for you to be empowered, for you to have breakthrough, for you to enjoy connection with other people. When you have that beautiful home, you can have people over. But when you think about that uh, in the context of your mental health, and I know because this is my story, I didn't do the due diligence of clearing the clutter, the things that I had absorbed, things that I had walked through, and it became so much that I was, I was really struggling with anxiety to where 85% of what I was thinking about when I, when I was with people is how do I hide the fact that I'm having anxiety right now? Not how can I enjoy this time? How can I connect with people? How can I you know, experience the goodness of God over this beautiful meal? It was, I hope I don't pass out. I hope I don't start shaking. Like, I hope I don't need to excuse myself. Like when it was really bad, it consumed my entire mind to where I couldn't enjoy everything that God was wanting to give me. And when I actually took a second to come to the altar to say, you know what, I have these fears. I have these things that I walked through that I need God to heal my heart from. It wasn't until I actually came forward that I began to experience freedom. The Word of God says this in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love. And this last part, it's been an anchor for me, a soundness of mind. He has promised that whenever you get rid of the fear, you will actually experience a soundness in your mind. You will actually experience your boundaries and your tent pegs expand double, triple of what you thought that they could be. You will experience a capacity bigger than what you ever imagined. But you have to deal with those fears. You have to deal with the clutter so that you can step into all that God has for you. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, when we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ, we actually have been given the ability to take captive our thoughts. So when a thought comes in, instead of it becoming clutter, you can make that freaking thought obey and it has to come into alignment with the Word of God. And these are the things that you get empowered from by coming to the altar, by having somebody pray over you. And maybe it's meeting one-on-one with a minister. Maybe it's literally just letting God do what only He can do by coming up and say, God, I release these things to you. I release the clutter in my mind. Help me, teach me. You are my helper. 
Holy Spirit, you are called the helper. He can help you from the most huge concepts that you need help understanding the things of God when you're spending time with Him, down to how do I organize my junk drawer? Like He is with you for all of the things and everything in between. And tonight I'm believing that the clutter is gonna go away. We are no longer gonna be operating as hoarders and we are going to experience the most beautiful, expansive capacity in our minds and our hearts because God has mandated you to establish order. He has mandated you to flourish. He has mandated you to be blessed and to experience this incredible life. I, my heart for you is that you can experience freedom and freedom unlocks everything else. Because when you're captive and the thing is, is it's a door that's unlocked. You're not actually a prisoner by force in your mind. You are sitting in whatever you are deciding to sit in. And so be empowered and be encouraged because God has so much for you. He has so much for you. We are doing so much, you guys. Like we are literally, Eastlake is being transformed by what is happening in our church. We are one of the only churches open right now. That is insane. I mean, there are so many people out there that are so overwhelmed, that are so bogged down, that have, you know, they, they've never gotten a, a chance to figure out how to have all their kids in their house and their husband home and things are piled high. Like I've talked to so many people, but God wants to set you free tonight, starting in your mind and in your heart. And you're gonna be so empowered that you're gonna go, and you're gonna make those lists and you're going to literally be operating. You're gonna lift yourself into a new standard in Jesus' name. So if you guys would rise to your feet, I wanna pray over you guys. And then I'm gonna invite the ministers up to the front and they're gonna pray. Um, I wanna pray for a few different groups of people and then I'm gonna open the altar up. But the first group of people that I wanna pray over are, are the people that are trying to do it all on their own. You're trying to, to order your life, order your heart, order your kids, order your husband, keep out all this plate spinning on your own and you were not created to do that. We were created to cast all of our cares, cast all of our anxieties onto God. And so if you feel overwhelmed tonight, I'm gonna pray over you and I'm gonna believe with you that you're gonna feel that uh, sense of overwhelmingness lift off of you. In Jesus' name, I'm gonna pray for you in just one minute. And the second group of people I'm gonna pray for are the people that practically need to get their affairs in order. Where you've been overwhelmed or felt stuck, felt like you don't know where to start because everything is chaotic. I'm gonna pray that God will show you and teach you how to focus your time, how to make those lists, and put you in touch with the right people that will empower you so that you can live with a new level of confidence and freedom in your life. And then third, I wanna pray for those of you that are really struggling with mental health. Whether it's anxiety, whether it's OCD, whether it's depression, um, maybe you walked in even with, with thoughts that of suicide. I don't know, but I know this, that every thought when it's taken captive and when you make that thought obedient to Christ, then freedom will come to you. It, it's, it's the Word of God. We can hang our hat on it. So if you fall into one of those three categories, I actually want you to just come up to the altar. 
I want to pray over you. Yeah, come on up. There's no shame, guys. Like, literally, and I'm gonna, I'll share this with you. This morning, I went and found a pastor after our staff meeting because I needed prayer myself over my mind. And the pastor told me this. She said, Katie, there was actually an assignment to scramble your brain. There was assignment from the enemy to scramble your brain so that you wouldn't be able to think or focus and that you would feel overwhelmed. So I'm like fresh off of, you know, the freedom train, woohoo! Um, so there's no shame in it. I still am at this altar all the time. Amazing, you guys. Amazing, amazing. The Holy Spirit is here. And He knows what you've been walking through. He knows the thoughts that you've had. He knows the struggles that you carry, and He wants to free you from that tonight. So I'm just gonna pray, and then the ministers are gonna come up to the front, and they're gonna you know, lay a hand on your shoulder, or feel free to approach one of them and ask for prayer. They know how to break things off. They know how to separate the chaos from the order. But if you guys would just receive, I'm gonna pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you, Lord, that you have freedom tonight, God, for your people. I thank you, God, that what we walked in with, we will not leave with. In the name of Jesus, for every person at the altar, God, I pray right now that you would pour your power over them, God. In Jesus' mighty name, I break word agreements about who they are, God. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray that they would understand their identity of who they are. I thank you, Jesus, right now that thoughts of, that are leading to depression or anxiety are being dismantled and they are coming into alignment with the Word of God in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, God, right now that anxiety must leave in Jesus' mighty name, that the spirit of fear will be rebuked and cast out right now in the name of Jesus. Every single person that has been walking around in fear, they will be freed right now under the sound of my voice in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, God, that you are here to deliver. You are here for breakthrough. You are here to heal. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right now, begin to speak to every person, God. Speak to them about who they are. Show them how to have order, God. Show them how to lean on you. Your word says that we can trust in you, not lean on our own understanding, but trust in you. So right now, Holy Spirit, I pray for a rebuilding of trust, God that the chaos is leaving and that a deep exhale is coming for your people in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Holy Spirit, right now that we are going to see literally a doubling in our capacity, God, that the fullness of joy will be with us, God, that there'll be clarity and a soundness of mind sweeping over your church, Lord. And we thank you, God, that we will see victory in this place. So right now, do what you can only do. Freedom, 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 in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.